Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello and welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca and today we're going to be looking at relationship compatibility from a unique scientific angle. Joining me in studio today, we have two special guests, Dr. Sarah Seabrook. She's a co-founder of Instinct Chemistry, an innovative company that uses a unique compatibility kit to help thousands of couples work on their relationship and feel more united as a couple. Also joining us is Linus, who runs a new dating app that features Instinct Chemistry's DNA matching technology. It's called DNA Match.love. And show regular Dr. Claudia Michaela is in studio with me today. Hello. Hello. So I had an emergency um, just a few days ago. I contacted Claudia, <laughs> sent her an x-ray. I said, Claudia, is it broken? I mm-hmm. broke my foot. And she's like, yeah, I think it is. I'm like, no. What? She was what? not every, No, because everybody was saying, it's not broken. It's just sprained. <sighs> so you can walk on it. Actually, you need to walk on it because that's what they say to do. Don't don't let the muscles around it tighten up or stiffen up. And I'm so stupid me. I'm like walking on it. I'm thinking, but this hurts. And then she's like, no, Laura, I think it's broken. I'm like, but why, Claudia? <laughs> well, the bruising gave it away. Just the way it bruised and swelled up. Oh, that was a that was a sign yeah so when I woke up the next morning yeah that's and when it the was swelling like, was even worse mm-hmm. I looked at it I was like okay it's broken time to go to the hospital and yeah, yeah it's and broken. I felt so bad that you didn't want to hear it but it was better you heard it from me first yeah mm-hmm. and I uh, had a lot going on I had a lot of things coming up so I'm a little bit bummed about that but hey you know what at least I'm alive got to look yeah. at life positively right like and you can still do some of those things not everything's off the list <laughs> okay <laughs> Can't even get a coffee in the morning. You tried getting a coffee with crutches or walking with right. it. <laughs> I saw you hobbling in that parking lot. It wasn't yeah. pretty. Well, I <laughs> fell on the way here and I had a little meltdown in the... The reception Yeah, area. the reception okay. area. Okay. okay, so our guests are here today. Let's not keep them waiting any longer. We're going to be discussing how scientific techniques work and why they propose that DNA is going to change the dating world. Welcome, my guests. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. Us. So first of all, Sarah, what inspired you to create Instant Chemistry? Yes, yeah, so it's actually uh, something that I learned about when I was going through school. I was taking a course about animal behavior, and they started talking about that, you know, there's these genes that are involved in physical attraction, and they're involved in scent, and, and they've also been studied in humans. And I was just amazed when I heard it, and I was just like, wow, this is something that could be used, you know, outside of academia. And a lot of time, times, you know, science, it stays in the lab, and it doesn't come out of the lab. And I was just like, you know, when I finished school, I was like, I want to take this science and bring it to the people and allow them to have access to it because I think it's something that could really help them, you know, find someone someone to like share their lives with. Are you actually a scientist? I am a scientist, yes. Okay. Yes, cool. I have a PhD in genetics and I work in science, so yes. <laughs> so what scientific principles or methods does instant chemistry use to assess relationship compatibility? Yeah, so we use methods that are very commonly used in the lab, and they've been tried and tested over the years. And um, we use techniques that were actually used in academia to find the answers to the genetic questions that we're asking. So there's nothing really unique there. Um, it's just very, very common methods that are used regularly in science. Oh, what kind of methods are these? 
just to give us an idea? Um, so one of them would be polymerase chain reaction. And so what it does is once you isolate the DNA, so first when you give us a swab, we separate the DNA from everything else in your saliva, so cells and proteins and anything like that. So we purify just the DNA. And then because DNA is very small, you can't see it. So what we do is we use... PCR, polymerase chain reaction, we make many, many, many copies of the gene that we're interested in. And we make enough copies that we're able to visualize the result. And so we can see it either um, as it would be uh, through an image on the computer screen, or it would be as an amplification, uh, just a curve on a on a computer as it's amplifying, we would see. It's called fluorescence. It w- the DNA incorporates the fluorescence, and as we get more and more DNA, more and more fluorescence is incorporated into the DNA, and we see an increasing signal on the, it's a computer that's reading the result. That's and where, really cool. where, yeah, where, do, where exactly does this research come from? Polymerase chain reaction was developed a really long time ago. It's based on temperature. So you change the temperature, and each time you cycle through these temperatures, you get a duplication of the DNA. And they used to actually have water baths, and they would dip the samples in and hold it for a certain amount of time. Then they go to a different temperature, and they dip it in. Now we have machines that change the temperature, and they cycle through, and they do it maybe about 40 different times, and that's enough to get enough DNA that we can actually see. And on your website, you talk about the three measures of compatibility, biocompatibility, neural compatibility, and psychological compatibility. And when we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show, I want you to explain each type. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. Show regular Dr. Claudia McKella is in studio with me today. We have Dr. Sarah Seabrook. She's a, fa- a co-founder of Instant Chemistry, a company that uses a unique compatibility kit to help thousands of couples work on their relationship and feel more united as a couple, as well as Linus, who runs a new dating app that features Instant Chemistry's DNA matching technology. But Before the break, I had mentioned that you talk about three measures of compatibility. They are biocompatibility, neural compatibility, and psychological compatibility on the website. Can you explain each of those, please? Yes, definitely. So biological compatibility looks at genes called HLA, and these are human leukocyte antigen genes, which are involved in our immune system. So you might ask, what does our immune system have to do with biological compatibility? So this research started back in 1995, so it's over 20 years of research. Um, And I don't know if you've heard of the sweaty t-shirt study or not, but it was a study that was done where they took, they were trying to investigate, you know, physical attraction and if, you know, there was a genetic or biological component involved. And what they did was they had men wear t-shirts for a number of days without wearing any like cologne or deodorant, you know, they wanted those t-shirts to get really stinky. Yeah, that would have been very pleasant. (laughs) And then they took the shirts uh, from these men and they gave them to women to smell. And the women had not met these men ever. And they had to rate the shirts based on which one smelled the best to which one smelled the worst. And what they found from these studies was that there was these HLA genes involved in our immune system and um, they were playing a role in how good these shirts smelled. So the HLA genes are uh, 
very, very, very diverse. They're the most diverse genes in our immune system. So it's um, people have very, very different versions of them. And what they found it was the more different the two people were, the more likely the woman was to say, this guy smells really good. The more different? The more different, yeah. So the reasoning or the theory behind that is that if you have two people with very different genes come together, they have a child, the child's more likely to get different genes from mom and dad. And these are play a role in our immune system. So they find that if you have um, higher diversity among these genes, you have a, a more likely chance to have, you know, um, an ability to defend yourself against a pathogen or a different, like, you know, disease that might be attacking your body. They show that there's the, um, you know, this diversity there, and they think that that's the theory behind it. So they're thinking that there's this drive there to keep that diversity up, and so the the more different somebody is, the better they smell to you, and that's part of that physical attraction. Yeah, because I noticed that. Is that all part of your pheromones? Because there are some people that, you know, don't smell that great to me. And then I've had relationships where some people smell better to me than others. Yes, exactly. And I, it's, and it's all part of attraction, right? It's been shown, actually, and in a lot of cases, it's more strong in women that the smell of their partner is just as important or even more important than how they look. I think it's very mm-hmm. important. Very important. Right? If they, Absolutely. Yeah, if and it doesn't have, and, and it has nothing to do with cologne. No, no. No, it's no. a body it's odor. Their, yeah, their it's, actual scent. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when you, if you miss someone, they're away, you kind of like hug their pillow or something, you know, you're trying to get that smell, smell to like, oh, yeah, I can kind of smell them and recognize them and they feel like they're here. It's like, it's a very strong part of attraction. Well, dogs are very similar because they say that certain dogs will hate the smell of a dog and then that's why they don't get along. And then certain dogs they love. And they well, actually want to be around that dog. Yeah, so this has been shown not just in humans, but it's been shown in many different uh, species. It's even been shown in fish. That there, fish? Yeah, yeah that there's, you know, that there's this, this Very component. interesting. What an interesting show. Okay, let's talk about neurocompatibility now. Yeah, so neurocompatibility, um, these look at genes that have been shown to impact behavior. So we look at genes that... Um, we don't look at actually serotonin, oxytocin, and dopamine. We look at genes involved in, you know, transporting those or moving them around the body and um, how well or less well even they move them, say, from outside of a cell to inside of a cell. And so we look at genes that affect serotonin, um, which is related to, you know, a kind of... Um, emotional response. Are you responding very strongly to something or are you more uh, level-headed in your or in your response to like an emotional situation? We look at oxytocin, um, its relationship to empathy, uh, you know, uh, more empathetic or less empathetic and how oxytocin is playing a role in that. We look at dopamine and its involvement in risk-taking. And we also look at actually another dopamine gene, um, which has been related to stress and anxiety. And so we look at those genes and uh, how they may intermingle with each other, like if two people are very empathetic or more high on the risk-taking slide, like um, propensity. Now let's talk about the psychological compatibility now, the last one. Yeah, so we do have a, a psychological assessment and we work with a, a clinical psychologist in the States and he has worked with married couples for about 30 years and he's a like a marriage therapist for them. And he developed a, a quiz to kind of give you a picture of your relationship and how the different aspects of your you know, your personality might play into the relationship. Are you high dominant? Are you high intimate? Um, are you low on the intimacy scale? And that could that be a problem if your partner is very high? 
high on the intimacy scale. So that that's a component that we use as well to give people information about how those you know components of their relationship mix together. We need to take a break. Stay with us. Very interesting show. We're talking about instant chemistries, DNA matching technology right here on the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. What a fascinating show today on the Dating and Relationship Show. Show regular Dr. Claudia McKelly is here with me today and we have Dr. Sarah Seabrook. She's a co-founder of Instant Chemistry, also a scientist, we found out, uh, for a company that uses a unique compatibility kit to help thousands of couples work on their relationship and feel more united as a couple, as well as Linus is here. He hasn't said anything yet. Do you want to say boo? Boo, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) So people know that you're here. He runs a new dating app that features Instant Chemistry's DNA matching technology, which called DNA Match.Love. We will talk to you in a a moment here. But uh, so I just want to um, continue with the conversation, Sarah. Um, How does uh, this system work? And how can people use Instant Chemistry to help them with their relationship? Yeah, so how it works is that um, two people, like a couple, would both take a cheek swab and they would send it to our lab and give us some saliva. And then we would process their DNA and we return to them. um, It's a 27-page report and it goes through all of their genetic results. It goes through their individual results and then it goes through the results as a couple. And it talks about how um, their genetic results may impact them and also how it may impact their relationship. And then we also have um, some information from our clinical psychologist who's kind of, you know, given us some information on how this might affect relationships. Um, and, And I can give you an example. Just I've done this test with my husband. Um, And something that came back from the results was that we had different results for our oxytocin and for empathy. And so I scored um, that I, uh, it's easier for me to uh, empathize with someone and kind of interpret what they are feeling without having to talk to them. And he's more lower on that scale. But do you get this from the DNA or from yes. the psychological component oh, this of was, the test? Yeah, Because I took the test too. Yes, yeah, so this yeah. part would be from the DNA. Um, it's the oxytocin receptor. And Very it's, interesting. I can't wait Ooh, to see my <laughs> results. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so in one case, there's two different uh, versions of this gene. And in one case, um, it it works really well with oxytocin when oxytocin binds to it, and it creates a stronger response. And uh, what they find in people who have this version of the gene, it's easier for them to interpret someone else's emotions. And then there's a different version where it's a bit harder for them to interpret someone else's emotions. Um, so I learned a couple of things from this, actually. And one is that uh, my husband doesn't necessarily not care what I'm feeling, he may not be interpreting it from my face. And I maybe need to say to him, look, I'm not happy about this. I know that you didn't pick up on that, but you know, I'm telling you right now, this is like something that I'm upset about or, or you know, and he'll be like, oh, okay. But okay, isn't it go. true that most men aren't as empathetic as women anyway? They do find that, yes, yes. Um, but these genes definitely would play a role. So maybe if you're a man and you, um, you know, it, it sometimes is harder for you to have, experience empathy. Um, even if, you know, if you carry that high empathy gene, then you are more higher on that scale in your ability to interpret someone else's emotions. So, you know, there, there is still that role that's played there among the oxytocin receptor. Um, 
And something else that I got from that is that if we're in sort of a, you know, a situation that needs to be handled more delicately, he's more likely to, you know, come through and just say whatever he's thinking. But now he's kind of like, oh, maybe I'm not interpreting the situation properly. Maybe you should handle it because you're better at reading what's going on in a room. So we kind of um, have from taking the test, we've learned that about each other and how to like work with each other to to, you know, bring out the best wow. in, in us as a couple. And there was also um, just in this in the psych, he came back as being high dominant, which was something that I wasn't so happy about because I didn't like that he was more dominant than but me. But did, didn't you know that already? <laughs> I did kind of know that already, yeah. Um, but it just kind of solidified it for me. And now if I need feel like I need to like have something taken care of, like I'm upset about something, I'll be like, you deal with it. You're good at, you know, you're high dominant. You don't get stressed about this. You go deal with them on the phone or something like that, you know. So I, I'll And does that. it work? It does work, yeah. Okay, interesting. <laughs> All I know is that... Dominic, if you're listening, we are contacting Instant Chemistry because I need to know where we are <laughs> on that spectrum. <laughs> so how does Instant Chemistry uh, play into physical or sexual attraction? Yeah, so, I mean, the biological compatibility is a big role in the physical and sexual attraction. So the more different you are, the more likely you are to have that sort of physical attraction with each other when you meet. Different uh, on, on what level, though? Different genetic, how? on oh, a genetic, genetic level. level. Yeah, different really? on a genetic level. Very the HLA, interesting. Yeah, the HLA okay. genes. Um, so that plays a role in the physical attraction, which is something that I think is great if you are, say, online and you're looking at different profiles. You may Maybe you skip over somebody based on their appearance, but maybe if you actually met them, you'd have that really great, you know, attraction with them. Is that why I never dated other Italian men? I always, I always date, they always say I date the munji cakes. <laughs> well, it's just like a Canadian guy, pretty much. Yeah, I've never, I've dated one Italian guy and that didn't go too well. Well, you know, that they're, these genes are so diverse that we don't really find a lot of a trend among, you know, people who identify themselves with a particular culture. We have had people tested who are both of Jewish descent and they came back with really high HLA scores. So okay. they're so diverse, it's not really related to like race or culture or, you know, that kind of that kind of classifications. I have a question. So how does understanding your DNA and how it interacts with your partners help couples to grow? So a big thing about this is that um, there's, you know, nature and nurture, which means there's DNA, but there's also environment. So if everything were just like genetic, knowing this information wouldn't be helpful to you because it would be like, okay, well, that's my genes. It's set in stone. I can't do anything. But because there's such an, a big environmental impact, you can take that information that you've learned about yourself and you can apply it to your relationship and you can work on different aspects of your relationship knowing that you know this about your predisposition, but that is not what you have to be in the end, right? right? You can say, okay, I might fall back on this in a stressful situation, but I can stop and think to myself, I know I'm reacting like this. Maybe I should, you know, try to react in a different way because I know we have this, uh, you know, an area in our relationship where we might both be responding very emotionally to the situation and it's being detrimental to us and it's our genetic predisposition but we don't have to act like that we can stop and reflect on it and say okay let's try to take this from a more calm perspective and not have it not have us fight with each other but try to resolve the situation as opposed to just getting upset with each other very very interesting interesting. we need to take a break you guys listening at home do not go anywhere because my results are coming up soon (laughs) and you want to hear this because I want to hear this so don't go anywhere you're listening to the dating and relationship show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto
You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Show regular Dr. Claudia McKella is uh, here with me today. Yeah, so it's a great show today, Laura. Nice to see you. As always, Dr. Sarah Seabrook. She's a scientist and the co-founder of Instant Chemistry. What they do is they have this compatibility kit that helps thousands of couples work on their relationship so that they feel more united as a couple. And then uh, Linus, who hasn't spoken yet, but he is going to speak, I promise. He's coming up soon. (laughs) He has a new dating app called DNA Match Love that uses Instant Chemistry's DNA matching technology. Dr. Sarah, we're going to continue with you. Yes. How can, uh, tell us about hormone levels and how they play an important role in emotional compatibility. Right. So um, if you take an example, some research that was done on the serotonin transporter. So how well serotonin actually gets moved from outside of the cell to the inside of the cell. And they looked at married couples, and this was a 13-year-long study. And so there's two different versions of this transporter. There's one that um, moves serotonin quite well across the, the into the cell, and there's one that is less efficient at doing it. And the one that is less efficient at doing it, they found that people are more um, sort of passionate in their responses. So when things are good, they're really very good. And when things are bad, they're really, really very bad, more so than other people. So it might be like, wow, this person, might be. you might say, this person seems to be reacting very strongly to this. And part of it can be related to the serotonin transporter. So when they looked at married couples, they were looking at uh, marital satisfaction in relation to this variant of the transporter. And what they found was that if you had two sort of these high passionate people together over the 13 year long study, their marriage satisfaction started to decrease. And they found that the reason for that was because um, when things were good, they were really good. But when they were bad, they were really bad. And over time, the bad started to outweigh the good and it started to that affect, ma- yeah, affect right. their relationship. And that makes a lot of sense, actually, if you really think about it. Yeah. So I'm, that's one of the things that comes up in um, this test if you were to take it and it would be like, you know, it would draw to your attention that you can be reacting very strongly to a situation and you both can be reacting very strongly to a situation and maybe, you know, try to step back a little bit and approach it a little bit more calmly or a little bit in a different manner so you're working together instead of, you know, the negativity kind of, you know, affecting each other and you getting upset with each other. And what if a couple scores low? Is the relationship doomed to fail? Well, the test isn't about saying, you know, a couple, you're a great couple or you're a horrible couple. It's about saying, you know, these are areas that you might need to work on or these are areas of strength. And usually a couple will have some areas of strength because there's a lot of different components that we look at. Um, and it's it, it's just saying, you know, if you have if you have a lower score, there's more things that you have to work on. It doesn't it's not meant to say um your relationship is is doomed. We don't know anything about the couple, and there's also you know this other factors involved, environmental as well, that play a big role. So it's just to provide more information to help them, not to say good or bad. Okay, so that's, that's you, good. Yeah, that's yeah, really so. good because it can help you fortify those areas that you are already really strong at, and then you everybody kind of intuitively knows the areas that need work, and it's just confirmation. You just go with it. Yeah, and it's good to know. So if you score low, you can work on the relationship. It can be salvaged, and and that's sure. good to yeah. know. Yeah. Okay, uh, so my results are in. Yes, I took they the are. test. Yes, um, with my partner. So, uh, what uh, did you reveal? 
Okay, so <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so for the physical attraction or the biological compatibility, uh, average, the average couple will score somewhere between 75 and 84 percent. You and your partner scored 87 percent. Wow. <laughs> wow. So higher higher than the average couple for the, the sexual or physical attraction component. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for the neurocompatibility, um, we did four different genes. And so the average couple score is about 75%. Uh, you guys scored 73%. And so I can go through those results. Um, for the serotonin, if you're more, are you more passionate or more practical? Um, both of you scored that you are more practical. So you approach things as a more level-headed, um, and you know, it, you're able to approach it without too much emotion involved, which I think is something that's good for radio because you have to be able to think on your but feet. But I see, I don't believe that because I feel that he's the opposite of that. I think he approaches everything with passion and gets so upset over the smallest little thing, where yeah. I'm more practical. Yeah, so we do have a lot of people. This is one of the big ones where people um, will say to us that they don't feel like the result reflects them. It's only 25% of the population that does carry the passionate one. And it's kind of like, um, you know, it's not that you don't have emotion about something. It might be more like, um, I scored really poorly on this test and you kind of like swirl into a depression about it. And, it, you know, you you said, I, I failed, I did poorly, and then you have struggled to get back out of that emotion afterwards. Um, so people who have the, the passionate one, they sometimes they do struggle with depression in their lives, trying to, trying to deal with the, the emotion that they are feeling. So it's, a, it's kind of, a, we're not saying that if you're practical, you don't have any emotions, it's just that the, how extreme they are. Okay, next. Okay, so next is the oxytocin receptor, and you both scored, we call it um, either the listener or the thinker, and you both scored as the thinker, um, so that's the empathy, and it would be that it's, uh, it would be more important for you to sort of um, talk a little bit about your emotions with each other. It's harder for you to read the emotion straight off somebody's face than it would be if you carried the other version of the, the trend. I think that's pretty true. Center. I think that's pretty true. Okay. Okay. For the dopamine, the risk-taking, um, so 70% of the population does not carry the risk-taking gene, and you are both among that 70% of the population. We don't? You don't carry the risk-taking gene. Um, risk-taking in what way? So risk-taking would be like... Um, Maybe you're more likely to be um, a war correspondent or more likely to jump out of a plane or go bungee jumping or go gambling oh, on the... I, yeah, true. Yeah. I am a risk taker <laughs> to some extent, but not for crazy stuff like that. Yeah, I'll never jump out of a plane ever. <laughs> Neither would I. <laughs> okay, we need to take a break, but I want to hear the rest of these results. When we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show, I took the instant chemistries test and the results are in. Yep. We'll be back. <laughs> Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, Dr. Sarah Seabrook. She's the co-founder of Instant Chemistry. She's here with us today. And Linus is here. He runs a new dating app that features Instant Chemistry's DNA matching technology and show regular Dr. Claudia McKella. I took the Instant Chemistry test with my partner. And before the break, Dr. Seabrook was uh, 
telling us all about the results and uh, she's going to continue. Please do. I'm very interested. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So the last gene that we tested was is called COMPT and it's also related to dopamine and how quickly dopamine is broken down in your brain. Um, and the two variants are actually called worrier and warrior. So you both came back as worriers. Now, worriers. <laughs> I am a worrier. I worry about everything. Yes. I've always had that gene because I know from a little girl, I used to worry about everything. Yeah. So worriers, they tend to experience, um, you know, uh, higher stress. They don't react as well under stressful situations. So I always ca call it kind of like um, maybe like a deer in headlights or something like that. You know, if you, maybe it's harder for you to break through and, you know, act upon something. But as a worrier, you also tend to experience more creativity in your life. So that's something. And it's easier for you to like feel pleasure in, in what you've done in your life. So that's a benefit to, to being the worrier. Um, so that's your, that's your results for the last gene comped. Um, we also have your psychological assessment. The results are in. Um, <laughs> so the average couple for the psych test, they actually only score about 63%. Um, you and your partner actually scored 88% on what? the psych component. So what does that mean? It means you did very well uh, as, you know, a psychological... As a couple? Yes, as a psychological match with each other. Um, so for social, you are both high social, which means you like to that is you know, so true. go out and have, yeah. you know. Yeah. Intimacy, you're both high intimacy, so you like, you know, those intimate moments with each other. Okay, yeah. Um, for dominance and submissive, uh, you actually scored high dominant and low submissive so I did you did yeah, I, yeah that's true so kind I, of very maybe, dominant maybe you like low to get submissive, your way and, yeah, right yeah, yeah. Um, whereas your partner scored uh, low on dominance and um, moderate on submissive which is perfect yes <laughs> <laughs> perfect you picked the right partner Laura because we would be battling like yeah crazy yeah, so one of the comments that um, our, our psychologist would give for that kind of uh, dynamic would be about compromise and um, because, you know, maybe as a high dominance, you're, you're more likely to, you know, you want to get your way or you like getting your way. But um, I do compromise. Exactly, no, I'm a big yeah. compromiser. Yeah, and it's something I really am. I'm very understanding. Yeah, so, it's important to keep that in your relationship to to compromise with your partner um, and make sure that they are feel like they're being heard as well. Yeah, Just, I'm really good. I score high on that because I, <laughs> I, I'm not always right. I don't think I know everything. And yeah. if I make a mistake, I'm the first one to say, I'm sorry. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you guys did very well on your compatibility test. Okay, perfect. <laughs> That's such exciting news for you, Laura. Thank you. you got to take the test now. I'm going to. Absolutely. <laughs> this is exciting. All right, let's get to Linus now. Linus owns DNAmatch.love. Tell us about the app. Well, thanks, Laura. First of all, I'm just really excited about the potential of what we've created because I think it's really something really special. Aside from the fancy technology, which we'll talk about, the main goal of the app actually is to help you find true love, the one that you're meant to be with, and try to make the process as easy and friendly as possible. So that being said, what we're doing is we're combining all the best features of premium online dating, such as swiping, etc., with the option of DNA matching. So you can use the DNA match.love, that's right, dot love, for regular online dating without utilizing any of the DNA matching capability. But of course, we're encouraging people to use a DNA matching capability. So we want to give the people both the, those options. So what we're doing is we're offering the premium online dating, uh, which includes unlimited communications with other users to help 
us build an online community we've just launched. Also, uh, actually, we just launched about a month ago our desktop version. We also have our Android version in the Google Play Store that's live right now. And our iOS Apple app is in review right now, so it should be live in a, in a few days. And how does the app utilize DNA dating technology to create matches? So there's two ways that you can initiate and use the DNA technology via our app. First, you can request a, a DNA kit to be sent to you via our, via our DNA match.love site without having any particular person in mind to match with. So then after you send in your kit, Instant Chemistry with Dr. Seabrook will use a proprietary technology to rank matches based on a percentage DNA match. At that point, what we do, we'll send the customer a link to the profile of your top DNA match. Um, also, once the Instant Chemistry has done their analysis, uh, we'll send the customer his or her own DNA genetics personality profile. So that's the first way. The second way would be you might be talking to somebody on the site and you might actually have a liking to this person and say, hey, let's get together and let's create a DNA analysis to see how we match from that point of view. So then what you can do at that point is you both submit uh, a test via our site and then we'll, you'll get back an analysis to say what percentage of a DNA match are you with that in specific individual. So how much does this cost each person every time they want to do a DNA sample? Well, the way, like on our site, the way we're doing it is, as I was indicating before, the actual dating part of it is free. But to go and do like a DNA sample uh, as a promotion in the beginning, we're saying it, it, we, you, you join what we call our premium VIP service, and it's, it's just 30 bucks. 30 bucks per. Yeah, 30 bucks per person. And that way, we'll get your DNA analyzed, and you can get a percentage of the DNA match for that. And I'll talk a bit later about there's other features you can have that kind of augment that portion of it. So, but just to get your Yeah, so people can get it done, and then if, if everybody gets it done, then they can just compare. Yeah. So Rather you, than every time they're interested in someone and say, okay, let's match, let, like, let's see if we actually match. Let's see if we actually match, right? Yeah, you can compare it yourself, so to speak. Like, so what's going to happen is the results will be in a pool at Instant Chemistry. So they have an algorithm that they're going to use to say, okay, well, Laura is compatible with Bob at 89%, but Laura is 25% with somebody else. So clearly would suggest you talk to Bob. We need to take a break. We're talking about DNA Match.love. It's a new dating app that features Instant Chemistry's DNA matching technology. When we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show, stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta. Show regular Dr. Claudia McKella is here. We're talking to Dr. Sarah Seabrook, a scientist and co-founder of Instant Chemistry. It's a company that uses a unique compatibility kit to help thousands of couples work on their relationship. And Linus is here. He runs a new dating app called DNA Match.love that features Instant Chemistry's DNA matching technology. Before the break, Linus was explaining how the app works. So we want to continue with that right now. So how does it balance personality with DNA to determine compatibility, Linus? Right. Thanks, Laura. Um, just once you actually have a DNA match, and if both parties agree to it, you can go a step further and order an optional comprehensive report via DNA match.love. So what that does, it initiates a series of personality questions that were designed uh, using a relationship expert. 
Now, at that point, what happens is the DNA results will be combined with the personality assessments to give you a holistic report that Dr. Seabrook was talking about before. At that point, you're looking at a 27-page report which combines your DNA results with your personality results to give you sort of a holistic view um, of areas you should work on. That's just fascinating to me because, I mean, although I'm not in the dating scene, think about what it can potentially do for the dating scene. I mean, I don't know any of the... I mean, I hear of Tinder, Match, but and think about how easy it is just swipe through different profiles. But now you're taking it to another level where you're making it more fascinating and you're actually really putting a lot of thought into the person you choose to date. I think that's amazing. I think so too. Have you ever thought about having a matchmaker like myself on the site <laughs> to pre-match people and then use instant chemistry's DNA matching to match them up? I think that's a perfect idea. We can we can sign an agreement <laughs> after the show. Yeah, yeah we, I should be a business partner for sure. Um, so how does this help you narrow down prospective matches then? Yeah, so when the, w- the way the site works is actually once you do take the DNA test, uh, you actually get a DNA logo on your profile so that people know that you already took the DNA test and so that people that are interested in matching from a DNA point of view can see which people actually are DNA ready, so to speak. And I love it. They're open to it. So the other thing is some people might not want to see the DNA profile even after you took the test. So we have a function you can suppress that logo. But so from our point of view, it's very easy, even though like I was saying, our app has DNA, people that did DNA and people that did not. And this easily segregates the two. And if you want to look at DNA people only, no problem, you can see them. Um, and on that point as well, as previously indicated, you're going to get your top DNA match for free based on your initial purchase. But if you go in there and say, you know what, I've seen this guy, but that's not enough. I want to see some more. So what you can do is you can initiate a process where you actually get additional matches. And we give those matches to you based on the percentage match that you have, based on Institute Chemistry's proprietary algorithms. Thank you so much, Linus. Amazing information. All of you, uh, anybody interested can go to dnamatch.love. And Dr. Seabrook, uh, why is this new technology, why is it going to change the the world of dating? Um, Well, a big thing is because it brings some science to dating. Whereas, you know, maybe if you're on Tinder and you're just flicking through and you skip someone, you know, now in this case, maybe you're going to stop and you're going to look at them based on the the biological results. It's bringing a bit of science to something that is, you know, very much um, an art or a guesswork for people who are on online dating. And it's bringing a little bit of something that's more concrete. Because I think that's the issue with dating today is that we live in such a superficial world. And yeah. that's what these dating apps are all about. Yeah. Superficiality. Swipe left, swipe right, right, left, like it's all based on what somebody looks like. Where the perfect person could be sitting right in front of you. You could have the most amazing chemistry and compatibility because a relationship needs both in order yeah. to be successful. Well, the best no, well, you can't have a relationship when there's just chemistry. But you can have a, a relationship when there is just compatibility and there's no chemistry, but it's not the best, right? So you mm-hmm. want the two. You want chemistry and compatibility. So I think it's it's a great thing what you guys are doing. And um, Thank you. Yeah. And so there's been critics that, that say that using science to determine a love connection takes away from the romance of it all. What would you say to that? I say that um, people who have actually taken the tests would say the opposite, that they've learned something very unique about themselves and their partner and how they are as a couple, and it's actually drawn them closer together. And it's something that's special and unique to them as a couple. So the, the, the people who have taken the test come back and say it's the opposite of that. 
And how is this a more effective way to approach dating compared to something more traditional like online dating? Um, so, I mean, if you're going online and you see all of the different scores, you can look at the scores and narrow it down from sort of highest to lowest based on, you know, the the DNA results, um, as opposed to kind of just, you know, s- looking through, trying to find right. someone who... And, in, and giving somebody income. a shot that you would never have given a shot to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah I also something. think it's kind of in line with like our ancestry period. I mean, think about it. It doesn't make sense to procreate with your family members, right? Going back to the HLA that you described earlier. And then it's just a way to propagate the species in a really um, conscious way, right? Finding a person that's going to be matching you on many levels. I think it's I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea as well. But you said one thing, you know, I just on that point, like generally speaking, you're asking like how why this is more effective, aside from all the points everybody's made, like the average person on the online dating world in North America spends two hundred bucks, actually more than two hundred bucks a year on online dating. So for with our site, you can have all the normal premium features on top of that get the DNA match component for less than that. Yeah, and you know what? If you are single and looking to meet somebody, you have to put a little bit of money into it. You really do. Like you can't just expect nowadays you do. You can't mm-hmm. just expect not to that you you have to got to put yourself out there. So this is just another great way to put yourself out to. Thank you for joining us this week. I hope that uh, you all learn more about the different ways compatibility can be measured and how science can help you learn more about your relationships and improve your connection with your partner. How can we get a hold of you, Dr. Seabrook? Uh, so you can go to instantchemistry.com. We have an email there that you can get in touch with us. Um, and, you know, we, we respond to that very quickly. So. Linus, how can we get a hold of you? Uh, go to our website, dnamematch.love, and there's a contact uh, page there as well. Okay. Could I just add one thing? Yeah. Uh, just given the fact that your your listeners are listening to the show, we want to give everybody sort of a, a bit of an incentive and a bonus to kind of initiate this process. We'd like to offer, through our website, um, 50 free genetic reports. Ooh. If you're one of the top f- first 50 people that actually initiate a request for a, a DNA matching report, which then you'd be part of our, our DNA database. So what, all you have to do is go on the website, sign on for the free dating, and then go to the DNA matching part and put in AM640 as your coupon code, and everything will be uh, free from that point. Thank you. Okay, Claudia? You can reach me on Instagram at Claudia Machiella. And you can come find your compatible match at one of our speed dating or singles events at singleinthecity.ca or join my matchmaking service and let me help you find love. Go to singleinthecity.ca for more info to sign up. Until next week, everybody. Ciao. Ciao.